We come now to the conclusion of our three broadcast series on the question of planning God's way. We've been talking from James 4 about this exciting passage of Scripture where James brings us all up short and says to us as Christians, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we shall go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. And then he says, Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Then he tells us this important word. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to the one who knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it, to him it is sin. We have seen that biblical planning, that the Christian who wants to plan God's way in harmony with what James is saying here, first involves a recognition of the shortness, the transitoriness of life. Our life is like a vapor. It's here for a very little while, and then, poof, it's gone, just as quickly as it came. We don't have long periods of time that we can be sure that we can plan for. We may not even reach tomorrow. We may find that all of our best aspirations and hopes were just work that was done for nothing. And then James also makes the point that our life is not only transitory, but our life is extremely uncertain, unpredictable to us. Not unpredictable to God, but extremely unpredictable to us. We don't know what our life will be like tomorrow, he says, let alone know what it's going to be like in a year or two. How many of our plans even made just yesterday the things that we thought we were going to do today have been changed. Maybe you even had to get on the phone like I did last night and call up and change an appointment that had been made just three days before. I had no idea that three other factors were going to come into the situation and change it so radically that that appointment had to be altered. You don't know what life's going to be like tomorrow. You don't even know what it's going to be like tonight. Suppose you're there in your home and you're wondering what it's going to be like when your husband comes home tonight. And maybe you've got a picture all formed in your mind of how nice it's going to be around the table as he comes in and you're making a wonderful meal for him and you're going to have such a nice and ordered and happy time together at the supper with him and the children. How do you know it's going to be like that? Maybe he had a terrible time at work today and maybe he's going to come in in just the lowest spirits conceivable. And maybe those kids of yours will come in fighting and dragging mud all over the place. And maybe you won't be all that peaceful either. Who, what might happen to you between now and then? Who knows? Life is extremely unpredictable to us. Not even over a year or two, or a month or two, or a week or two, or even a day or two. It's even unpredictable in a moment or two. Who, who really uh, expected to be hearing this? at this moment. You know, just even what you're hearing here may change your life. It may change the way you plan for tonight. Now there's a third thing that I think we need to see, and that is, in this passage, James says that your life 
is not only short and unpredictable, but your life is extremely feeble. You can't hold on to it. You can't keep yourself alive one day longer, one moment longer, one second longer than God allows that heart to beat and that breath to flow. Your life is like a child's loose milk tooth. One twist and it's out. We can't even control the determination of our life. There's no way that we can know when we're going to die. Your life hangs by a very slender thread, slender thread. Therefore, what arrogance it is, James says. What, what boastful pride it is for a person to plan like this Jewish merchant that he describes in verse 13 who says, well, now today or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. You can't do that. That's boasting. That's arrogance. That's putting yourself in the place of God. You're not God. Only God can plan that way. Tomorrow I'll do so and so. When God makes that kind of a statement, sure enough, he's going to do it. You can't follow through. What is boasting anyway? Boasting is fundamentally making unwarranted assertions. That is, claims that you cannot make good. Now, since you can't even control the next moment or the next second, second, unconditional planning, which always plans for something in the future, is sheer arrogance. Therefore, all planning must be conditional, as we said in our last broadcast. All of our planning must be if the Lord wills. That should be our attitude. doesn't mean that you just tack these words on to your prayers like some kind of a magic formula. That's not the idea, but it means essentially that that's the attitude in which we plan. That's what we really take into consideration in our planning, that God may not will for this. And it means that at times we will say it, of course, in our plans as we bring them before God in prayer. All planning must be conditioned by DV, as we often see People write in letters, Deo volente, the Latin words for if the Lord will. Now there's only one thing of which you can be certain, and that is heaven and hell exist, and that you're going to one or the other. What is most uncertain is when you're going and how you're going. But that you're going is absolutely certain. And it is just as certain that those who believe in Jesus Christ will go to eternal life with God in heaven. And it is just as certain that those who do not believe in Christ will spend all eternity in hell from which they can never extricate themselves. How dare you then, if you have never trusted Christ, delay in settling your ultimate future with God? He warns us against that kind of thing. He warns us not to put it off. Now is the day of salvation, he says in Hebrews 2.3. How shall we escape, he asks, if we neglect so great a salvation? So go ahead, plan, plan all you want. 
if you have trusted Christ. If you know him as your Savior, plan. Plan as well as you can. Plan as thoroughly. Plan as fully as possible. Apply all the scriptural principles to your plans. But then prayerfully present your prayers to God, excitedly and expectantly waiting for him to change them anxiously seeing how he can improve upon your plans because that's what his changes for his children always are. Then don't complain. Don't get upset when the changes come. Rejoice. Be thrilled over every blue mark that comes back on the page and thank God for it. Lord, we truly thank you that we have someone to whom we can submit our plans like you. Thank you, in Christ's name, amen.